spidey senses tingling. You've seen him as Cardinal Richelieu and Disney's Three Musketeers and the Devil in the movie Legend. Ladies and gentlemen, Slim Curry is on the program. Uh, Home Alone, too. <laughs> Slim Curry. Yon Cheese Pizza, courtesy of the Plaza Hotel. Welcome to the Paper Keg Podcast. You can ignore everything you just heard, if needed. Uh, we talk about comic books on this podcast. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we've already broken the iTunes in terms of being number one every second of every day. They're begging us to stop doing shows. Comment the f down. Yeah, Can't. their bandwidth, Jonesy. You, you know your bandwidth. Is that you like familiar? Um, firewalls and tickets, <laughs> internet tickets? <laughs> yeah, so that's that's what it is. Hoppers. Welcome to the show, papercake.com. Check it out. Uh, We'd go over industry news. We go over the books we're reading. Uh, we we do a book club book every week. You know, this week Mystery Society by Steve Niles and his gorgeous gray hair. You ever seen pictures of him? Oh man, he's, he's just a gorgeous man. man. He's, yeah, he's the George Clooney of comic books. He I is. Think. I think he is too. Thank you. Uh, we do your letters too to close out the show. You're welcome. We've got a ton. Uh, but we have special guests returning, the official show sponsor. Yeah, thank them. Del- Delaware Comic Shop owners, Patrick, Titus, Sarah, welcome back. Hello, thanks for having us. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> thanks for coming back out. We we had a great discussion last week to open the show. We'll get to you guys in a second. <laughs> we'll be waiting. Dale <laughs> underscore <laughs> A... Internet celebrity, yeah. Podcast bad boy. How you doing? I'm doing, uh, doing good. Yeah. How are things? Good. good? Yeah, you know. Okay. Just uh, finished uh, putting lights on my tree. <laughs> Ladies, right on my Christmas tree. Uh, he's been called your mother's favorite local unpublished writer. He mm-hmm. has a quaff of hair that rivals Bobby the Brain Heenan. It yes. is amazing. He does. Holy it's crap. Incredible. Uh, Jonesy My loves... My headset is actually disappearing. <laughs> it is. It's a ghost in the darkness. Uh, yeah. He is the Path App spokesman for Horsham, PA. Welcome. Actually, uh, I coined their new catchphrase, Welcome to Boner Town. <laughs> <laughs> Which yeah. they jumped on immediately <laughs> after <laughs> seeing that status update. They were absolutely. They called me. They want. Like, they wanted here's some the money. Face. We just want you to say Boner Town and any chance you get. <laughs> Do we wait? 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 <laughs> Do we just ban ourselves from the from the shop with yep. that line? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I'll but, edit, but, I'll, I will edit that. But <laughs> it was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> wait. What, what if there was just you know? What if like, there's a real town? What named. if it was like New Bonnerton? <laughs> It's French. You know. All right. All right. Well, we had a good run. One episode we could play. The sh- the shop owners were on the Did episode. Did they we silently came, nod to you that it couldn't agree up, that they were just like, yeah. Patrick's yeah. just using the old cut. Cut it, yeah. cut it, cut it, cut it. Uh, so welcome back, uh, Patrick and Sarah. We had a great segment the last show to open the show. You know, we, we interrogated you both. 
That's a lot of topics. Here. Hopefully, it didn't it get too intense for you guys. We can't get enough. No. Good. Okay. Interrogate us anytime. All right, good, because we're going back into it. Great. So, last show, you had mentioned something about New Avengers and uh, Siege, and you had said this was around the area where before you were reading. Yeah. So, when did you start reading comic books? Well, I've read comic books, actually, for a long time. My first comic book, uh, my mom read with me, which was ElfQuest. Whoa, whoa. Very, yeah. very big into the off quest. I mean, even at. It's your mom like, over there. My mom is a pretty nerdy lady. Um, she is. And she's an educator, so she's always forcing us to read. In my summers, we would read and reread and reread. Sounds like um, a pleasure. Sounds like fun. <laughs> Love educators on the show. Um, and I've never been a, you know, a stranger to the world. My. Um, Brother-in-law worked for Between Books, so I spent many a summer just kind of sitting, browsing the, the spinner racks and, and getting into trouble there. But when Titus and I purchased the shop um, in April of 2010, that's when it became my full-time job and life to be in comics. And um, I was also always just handing her stuff to read, yeah. like, hey, you'll like this, read this. Being Did a, it ever work? You know, yeah. And she would? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I, mean, I love to read. Living the high um, life. I know. And, I, mean, but I, 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 usually, I usually know what she likes to read. I, I got a feel for well, it at you, this point. You don't read crap. It's yeah, that's a good point. He's being cocky yeah. right now. It's ultimate compliment it, right there. It's, it's seriously don't he read doesn't crap. read crap. So well, I, I read crap. I just don't recommend crap. That's that's true. That's mm. true. There you go. Um, so I, I've you know read around, but wasn't reading consistently. Wasn't reading every week or every day. I don't have the eons of history in my brain. Um, yeah, like, like, I, like, like I do of the new Fifty Two. Right. Yeah, you're a little, you're a little the historian. Also, you know, three for your job. Right. Of course. Um, but um, that's what now is. since since we're uh, the uh, the duo team. Each week we team Titus. <laughs> team Titus. Team Titus. We um, I'd say we read about eighty percent of the new comics that Good come out every week between the two of us. We're beasts. Um, <laughs> my goodness. There's a lot of good stuff out there. Honestly, um, I don't keep up as as much of the new Fifty Two now. Since the first issues have come out, we read every single first issue, and um, it was kind of a lot. And I you, wish that I could think read of more. Catwoman. I liked it. I I did not I did not care for the art, quite frankly. Hmm. What I about, thought it was what about the hot, dirty sex? I did not care for the penetration shot oh to close word. out the book. It's usually a wow. classic. Yeah, yeah. Um, be honest here. gratuitous. Yeah. I think if the art and some people really love the art, I think if the art was a little bit, it just looked very trashy. Because um, she was topless in half the pages. No, I mean there can be topless that's yeah. not trashy. Mm. I just show I it to me. Like, what is that? It? <laughs> <laughs> is there any titles you can recommend? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, any that's Aspen title, <laughs> perhaps? Paper cake after dark. Look, uh, I'm a happily married man. I don't have to walk away from this podcast. Topless no. ladies don't know anything about them. Mm, really? <laughs> Never seen one. Never. Never. It's interesting. Nope. Twitter dark. <laughs> Name, he coined the phrase Twitter dark Ladies and gentlemen I don't even know What you're talking about Right now um, I had a fantastic question And I lost it We wanted We talked about last week The new events How the Now April 2010 mm-hmm. Is that what it was What was yeah. the What was the Marvel event That was out that year Was that Siege Siege was just ending I believe just ending. It was the beginning of the heroic age. Yeah. Oh. So right. we had all the reboots, all the the new Avengers and JR, Avengers. JR. Oh, JR, JR. Yeah. It's not as good as uh, the bot the Bacalo. No. On the Avengers. No. Let's be honest here. Is it Bacalo? Can we have a debate? Is it Bacello? Bacello. Yeah. Bacello. 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 We say Bacello. Yeah. Mm. I Bacello. say Bacello. 
The only reason I know is because Dale showed me a YouTube interview, <laughs> and the interviewer called him Bacello. That's right. Was so, it corrected? He was a Canadian. He was not corrected. Unless, unless Bacello is such a nice guy, he yeah. wouldn't correct him. I wouldn't mm-hmm. correct. But uh, now you've got. I, last time I I've been to the last two comic conventions, and I've seen you guys at both. You're, I think you're pretty much the first person that I saw at each. <laughs> um, what we, what, we get around? Yeah, yeah you really right do. Uh, what are your experiences at the conventions? What kind of folk do you guys see at your at your tables usually? Cream of the crop, all kinds, all all better, kinds. Better of, than your I weekly. Think you said the same thing you last know week. I did say the same thing last week. <laughs> it takes all kinds, Slim. All walks of life. It can't be trolled. <laughs> there are small three year old children that are looking at toys. There are grown up children that are looking at comics. There's um, people wearing costumes that shouldn't be wearing those costumes that are trying to buy stuff from us. There's old Farringtons trying to get stuff for free. Yep. yep. <laughs> yeah, cl- Did yeah. he try to get anything for free from you guys? He didn't last try, time? but it happened. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I remember that. Somehow he was he didn't wasn't try. for Kingdom Come it was and the single Kingdom issues. Come thing, yeah. And Patrick I, Titus has met the guy one time. Was like, let me go on a mission. Right. To I, I wasn't. Stuff. I wasn't on a mission. It just happened. It happened. Just and I had, to I had the cave section of your comics on for yeah, sale. Maybe. Farrington's got the powers of the shade. He could talk a certain <laughs> way. He's got face tattoos. Yep. He's a gentleman. Yep. Hmm. Now you said um, uh, you know, young kids came up to the con. What's what's the biggest all ages title at your shop? Because we always harp on all ages books. Like we, we love a lot of Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, really, yeah, really? a lot of Sonic. A lot of Sonic, Sonic is massive. Tiny Titans is another uh, very approachable book for young kids. It's not. Um, there aren't too many words. A lot of the um, kids' books right that are now. all ages still is a lot of reading, and and sometimes kids can be intimidated by that much. Um, Art and Franco just do a really good job of having it be simple. Reading the pictures, mm-hmm. um, that's what I try to say to kids that parents are like, oh, they don't know how to read, so no, no, no. It's like, well, God, shut up, let like me do my bags. job. And like awful parents. It's like, hey, to I'm, Town. <laughs> right? I'm helping your kid. You don't have to know how to read to learn how to read. But the parent also needs to be engaged and want to read the book to the kid. Mm. Flowers and in the attic over here. That's what uh, Tiny Titans is fun for the the people that are are the young readers and also the older readers that are reading it, you know, with them. So. Right. And and the one that almost every kid has read is Jeff Smith's Bone. For some reason, like ev- every kid's read Jeff Smith's. Do you Bone. think that? Do you think that's because the parents? It, think it of might it. be a school thing. That is because of school. But it's a great way really? to get kids into the comic shop because they. Is there, you is know, a lot of that in schools? It's been yeah. picked up by a Scholastic is putting it out. And so they oh. have it in book fairs. So there's like nine-year-old kids that come in and you can say, have you heard of Bone? And they're like, oh, yeah. And so one of their friends has had it or someone's had it in a book for, fair in the library. And uh, and there's a, there's a lot of volumes that you can pick up. So it's a very approachable one. But it's Bone is kind of like the walking dead for children in that <laughs> – People die. <laughs> in exactly. that, no one is safe. Once you've read it, there's nothing really else that's like it, and it's kind of hard to say. Well, I like Bone. What else will I like? Well, oh. it's it's kind of mm. not. But it gets I never them in the door. It gets them Walking at least experienced into um, being in the shop and being familiar and not being, you know, weirded out by those creepy old men that are, you know, reading comic books. Yeah, the hermits. How do, how do kids know about Sonic the Hedgehog nowadays? I mean, there's plenty of, plenty of video games. Yeah. There's still a lot of there's new stuff on like DS. Like yeah. Oh, yeah. maybe the DS, yeah. And then uh, what's good too is when kids Sega come in CD. looking for Star yeah. Wars yeah. toys, we have um, there's Star Wars Clone Wars and Star Wars Adventures digest size comic books. So I try to <laughs> say, if, hey, if you're buying a toy, hey, mom, do you want to yeah. get him a comic book too? Get something else to read. Yeah. 
Saleswoman yep. of the millennium. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the impulse how, that's item. How that well, works right there. Well, it's not, but it's also the educator, you know, in me too. Like, if you're buying your kid a toy, freaking buy him a book. Right. Like, right. Come on now. Give him some yes. stupid parents. You know what I used to love? Don't knock an quest. I will jump no. the table. Oh, my God. <laughs> Look at uh, what, what were we gonna say, Jonesy? You know uh, what just, you my my old man used to buy me the He Man figures because he liked the fact that it came with that little comic, nice. that little eight. Some of those comics were, comic. were Bruce Tim comics. Yeah. yeah. So he was like, "All right, you get, you know, you got to read the comic before you can play with the Mark figure." Mark like that yeah. ultimate dad mind stuff. torture. Yeah. And look at how you came out. Yeah. You're perfect. Yeah. Nope. Well, well, pretty damn close, Aislinn. <laughs> <laughs> I her lo- face was so smacky. The, uh, <laughs> the books I'm trying to now it reminded me of, of toys that came with comic books. The Spawn figures came with uh, uh, not for children. What do you mean not uh, for children books? Those were huge for me Spawn when I was younger. Children. Even though the cape yeah, was lame yeah. because it was hard, you know, it wasn't a cloth cape. That always killed me as a kid. Getting yeah. a Batman figure with the with like oh, the terrible. cape that terrible. was just terrible. total plastic. I can't even play with this. You can't play with that. Couldn't it hurts. Into the Batmobile. Yeah, nope. you had to take, you it, take it off. off. Yeah. Get out I'm of with here. You. I'm with you on this. You're what big a... You're big toy sellers too, right? We are Patrick, big toy sellers, the... yeah. I'm a big toy guy. You're the yeah. toy man. What, what's, the, what's, your, what's your top toy right now? Top toys right now. Um, they don't make the... Are the Legends, Marvel Legends stuff but, popular anymore? They, they're, they're, they're doing like a three and three quarter scale right now. Yeah, that, I've seen that, those. That's pretty popular. And the six inch sale is going to start coming out again. End of the year, beginning of next year. Sword of Omens. Yeah, Sword of Omens. Thundercat Thunder stuff. Sword of Omens. Yep. With lights and action and sound. Yep. Wooden lights? With, With lights. lights. Oh, God. I was going to say. It's getting light. Physics. Yeah, yeah, it is getting light. What uh, about all the old stuff? Like, is G.I. Joe G. still G.I. Joe is still huge. Transformers. Vintage Star Wars. And Star Wars. Star Wars is always. Ugh. Star Wars. Batman Beyond. Said a lot of Batman Beyond. No one cares no. about Batman <laughs> Beyond anymore. Jonesy, <laughs> stop. Over. God. If, the if they made the toys, we'd sell them. You know what? I love Batman Beyond. I don't care who it. Okay. That's the drink. Hey, Part yeah. of the drinking game for this show is whenever Gen Z mentions a drink, Batman Beyond or Terry McGinnis, or you know, if you if you have, drink, you have to you have to drink the whole case if Gen Z brings up the one episode of of Batman Beyond that he loves with the Superman gone bad. Uh, uh, the call part one and <laughs> there two. There you go. Finish the whole oh case. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, now I would have loved if when I was younger they had Starro takes them over. Come they on. had those uh, three and three quarter uh, X Men ones. Yeah. That was my prime size for a figure back in the day. I loved the GI Joes. You know they were a little smaller than yeah. that. You couldn't beat them. There's actually a. a did, did you guys listen to that Rob Liefeld uh, word balloon? I mm-hmm. couldn't. The audio quality was so he, terrible. I turned it off. He actually spoke about how Marvel doesn't while really. While he's driving, they were actually <laughs> in the same car on a cell phone talking to each other. With the windows down. He's probably drawing a page of on ninety five. Walking dub too while he's at it. Yeah, <laughs> they, he kind of implied that uh, the Marvel don't re- doesn't really go to bat for the twentieth century Fox owned properties. Like so, you, that's why you didn't see any toys for X Men First Class and stuff because Marvel doesn't own the rights to dis- like you know, to distribute that. And he, uh, so do you see? It's this, so you see a lot of Avengers. All, yeah, yeah, all the stuff you see is Thor, Cap, and yeah. Iron Man, and Hulk. Like it's all movie related. Stuff it's all movie related. Um, and he even he even alluded to something that I didn't think of, and who knows if it's true, but he was pointing out that the rebooted Uncanny has Mr. Sinister in it because they don't feel the need to create new characters because he thinks that Fox has the rights to the movie rights to any new characters they create for X-Men. Really? Oh, I see yeah. what you're saying. I could also yeah, see but... them just not feeling like it because that's kind of what Marvel is like these days. 
lazy. Is that what yeah. you're trying to say? Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Tell, tell it like wow. it is. Tell yeah. us your I think Marvel right now. is lazy, and I don't care for their attitude. Alleged. Alleged attitude. Alleged. <laughs> no, I've seen attitude. <laughs> oh. Remember, like I was saying about a. Sales? Is, like it, because sales they can't, is it because they canceled X23, your favorite book? Is X23 your favorite book? No, but there are a lot of pissed off people Dakin that X23 has been canceled. Uh, really? Oh, my no, God. Insult. <laughs> They, they, they did cancel before it even came out that that Doom book that I was really looking forward I to. I was actually that, that that we had Spencer, yeah. but there were some kind of shady reasons for that, right? The uh, the artist had some kind of personal issues, and allegedly she never turned in any art. So I, like, I, I don't believe that at all. She's stealing the money. I don't know. Right? Bleeding Cool said it, so oh, that's okay. I'm pretty so sure it it's true. true. Yeah. So Coach that's fact. <laughs> Becky Cloonan was all about doing this book, and then all of a sudden it was kind of pulled out from under. So, uh, hmm. so you think Marvel did it, huh? I blame Marvel. Alleged, yeah. alleged blame. Or, or bleeding cool, either or. You <laughs> blame both of them. Bleeding cool did it. <laughs> we uh, we need to get into our books. Yeah, I we're think. running out of tape. I think we. Uh, oh, you're looking at the tape. Is uh, that what's happening? I got an eye on the Okay, we can all see it from here. <laughs> Just wind it back. Uh, it's a huge machine. Let's it is. let's turn the tables a little bit. It's a series of tubes. You know, I want to hear from our resident D and D. Sorry. Genial. <laughs> <laughs> Genealogist. What on earth is that? Oh my god! All right, that's a sorry about that. So Slim's Dale fun. underscore a uh, podcast bad boy. I mean, just look at that iPad home screen. It's the scantily clad Mary Jane wearing the knee highs. My boy Umberto. Um, Umberto Ramos <laughs> makes me weak in my knee highs. It is a beautiful cover. <laughs> it is. I gotta say, thank you, sir. Pretty much any woman in a knee high is automatically gorgeous. Absolutely. Uh, outside of the realm of the topic here, really, Dale underscore A, what are you reading this week? Uh, well, we actually we brought up uh, Bachelo just recently on the show. Love him. A couple minutes ago. To death. Wolverine and the X Men number two. Oh yeah. Spoil it for I mean, me. Let's just. You want you want it? I haven't read it, but I want you to spoil it all over me. Bachelo. Right <laughs> oh, just color splashes. I'm gonna move. It's like Pert Plus in my hair. It just <laughs> so Jason Aaron knocking out of the park here. Flashback. Flashback so to. to <laughs> I'm trying to rein it in. Rein it in. Uh, flashback to when uh, Logan is uh, setting up the new school. You know, it hasn't been opened yet. Flashback. He walks. He comes up to uh, Bobby Drake. He's like Bobby. You know, the reason I came to you. Is because you got that certain something. You got something, and I need you, but I'm going to need you to step it up. I'm going to need you to be somebody you've never been before because a lot of people are going to be depending on you now kind of thing, and you've always been been seen as, like, the fun, happy-go-lucky X-Man. And, uh, you know, we need to change some opinions. And then cue to the the attack on the school, which ended in the first issue of Wolverine and the X-Men. With the uh, the new Hellfire Club, Kitty Club, yeah, Hellfire Incorporated, and uh, and that's it. I mean, Bobby Drake steps it up yeah, in this he, issue. He unveils some kind of uh, something he didn't know he could do. So he's thinking back. Yeah, he's thinking back to that lo- that that talk he had with Logan, and he just totally like. Invents like five Bobby Drakes. He like makes five other five or six other ice men with his powers, and they totally turn into an army of ice men. And the art, the opposite of Nova. But that's so creative. Like Jason Aaron, 
I can't believe that Logan gave somebody the straighten up and fly right speech. I think it was more like a, hey, dude, I'm really scared and I'm in trouble and I need your support, so please, please. Yeah, I but it was way more intimidating than that. Right. But yeah, you're right. right. I think, I think maybe Poppy like that. Right. You know? He doesn't right. stuff. Don't you talk about my Wolverine like that. That's right. <laughs> I dare. Sarah. I understood. Slim <laughs> Wolverine apologist. <laughs> <laughs> so the, um, turns out after the army of whatever they were, they were an army of They were like pirates. Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah, Frankenstein. Uh, you know, one of the members of the Hellfire Club is... Frankenstein's doctor, doctor's kid. Yeah, he's like great, 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 something or other. Yeah, and uh, there's an army of that. And then there is the um, Living Island. What was that? What was his Krakoa? name? Krakoa? Krakoa. Yeah, that's it, yeah. So for some reason they named Quentin Choir, that punk, to help Save in that fight. I don't know what that is all about. I don't know Quentin Choir. I think so. it's uh, he's, his, like... What is, what are his mutant powers? Uh, he's like, a punk, I think. That's his that's mutant that's power. His mutant power? Okay. I was about to drop another curse and just ran myself in. Just yeah. Congratulations on that. Yeah. Good man. Uh, I enjoyed The Wolverine and the X-Men 2, of course. Yeah. Probably the best X book out right now. Mm. Outside of Uncanny X-Men. Okay, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm kind of feeling a little down in the dumps. Can I talk to you guys for a second about it? All right. Let's chat. I have this OCD impulse to collect Uncanny X-Men because it is like the flagship title of right. flagship titles. It's on my list. Anywhere, everywhere. But I'm not I'm not too keen on the uh, current. Maybe we should uh, run. Maybe we should uh, save, save it. it. We'll save it for it's the show. It's on my list. Oh. Okay. All right. Save it for the show that save we're on. Save it for the show <laughs> that we're on, and we'll get to it. Anyway, but Chalo, the guy can draw Wolverine like nobody's business my, right now. I'm starting to wonder. And who did Bobby Drake kiss? Who was that, Kitty? Kitty. Oh, man, that, oh. Was, that was awesome. Bobby Drake's feeling good about himself. He should. One. Better than that loser Colossus in Uncanny. Juggernaut Colossus. Oh, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Um, I'm worried. Uh, who do you think uh, they didn't announce the fill-in artist for Uncan or uh, Wolverine the X Men, right? Because Bachelo is usually good for three to four before he needs a break. Three yeah, to four yeah, issues. Yeah, right. I'm scared. You guys see any of that on the solicitation? Yeah, do you guys Greg have Lamb. some kind of? Don't you dare! <laughs> Don't ruin it for me. I'm pretty. My theory is that he can draw one comic book in a week, and that's why he gets work. Probably. Yeah. It's all like photoshopped. He has oh, layers yeah. saved yeah, yeah. in Photoshop, and he just like drags <laughs> the one scene, in, the changes scene. the colors. Yep. Yep. Good for him, I guess. You know, yeah, it's fine. I bet. Uh, but, uh, Bad I mean, for us. If I can get a, if I can get a page from one of the pages of Wolverine and the X Men, like original page. Oh man, with that page where Wolverine's getting the uh, his his suit and tie on, and he takes the swig of uh, Jack Daniels oh, yeah. in his office. Oh man, so good. Let's move on. I'm getting a little too excited right now. I'm going to start crossing Patrick swords in a minute. Titus, what are you reading this week? I am also going with an X book. Ooh. I am going with the Uncanny X-Force number 17. Mm. Nice, good pick. This is really one of my favorite books coming out right now. Mm. Um, what do you think about uh, Archangel's metallic wing cape? I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love everything about this book. There you go. It, it does no wrong. It's like a love letter to anyone who's read an X book. Exactly. In, like at any point in their young childhood. Yep. It's all the great '80s stuff, like yeah. coming back to life. It's um, so good. The uh, the last issue left uh, all kinds of hell was breaking loose. Um, Phantom X just up and left Wolverine to deal with 
everything on his own, basically. <laughs> and Wolverine was kind of left thinking, uh, okay, thanks. Like his scarred, his scarred remains. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, this issue, he kind of has a little bit of redemption because he, Phantom X comes back and uh, he ends up saving the day, bringing almost the entire, like, Age of Apocalypse, um, amazing X-Men team with him, mm-hmm. including the Nightcrawler and the yeah. Sunfire and the... Oh, wow. It's it's just great stuff. Is the, that the... Uh, is this the one with the new artist? What's... The, uh, Rodriguez? I think... It's that's go, it's the going next to be. issue. Next story arc. I think. That art Robbie, freaks me Robbie out. Rodriguez. Robbie Rodriguez. I've never seen his stuff before outside of the announcement. It, it looks crazy. Up. It does look I'm oh, well, curious to see what happens with it. I'm yeah. scared. Uh, now, Nightcrawler's... Nightcrawlers are in Wolverine the X-Men, but they what, haven't explained... What is that? Yeah, they I haven't explained why they're there yet. And I'm not sure if that's because Uncanny X-Force should have ended by now, or because my assumption is that Nightcrawler comes back I'm to our time. it's going to be the Age of Apocalypse Nightcrawler. Yeah, but they haven't... Which I'm kind re- of excited about. Yeah. But didn't they reveal that uh, in the Angels and Demons arc that there was a group of Nightcrawler-ish mutants that were out there? What... Uh, I miss is this the Chuck Austin stuff? Yeah, it was no, like I'm the weird. Sure that's out. Yeah, nobody, yeah that's nobody, that's no. been recon. Thank yeah. God, that was awful. Remember, an angel had that healing factor. Yeah, and carried a sword yeah. for a while. That was the. I era, think that's when I checked out of comics. That was the era where um, Sean Phillips drew Uncanny X Men. Yeah, that, that, that was, was my right. first yeah. experience with his stuff. Loved it. It was good stuff. Touched by Sean Phillips, as they say. Nightcrawler is probably my favorite part of this, of this uh, Uncanny X Force issue because you can really see him like break loose, and it's oh yeah, it's, yeah. But you love Nightcrawler. I, I love Nightcrawler. My you favorite. Did you, iPhone, did you cry when he died? I was more miffed than sad. Mm-hmm. It was more like a really that the, just happened. I know we always bring up the issues where that issue where him and uh, Wolverine are in the bar. Yeah, in the yeah. Way, oh yeah, man, we always stuff. bring that issue up, but it's a great issue. But I, I, I like the Age of Apocalypse one because he has that. He doesn't have the the hang-ups that the old... That he's the more old mischievous. Night, he's a little more mischievous. He's a little more... He'll just get stuff done. Doesn't have a Catholicism in his way. Exactly. So he just... He comes in and he just... He's more... He almost single-handedly just saves the day himself. Nice. You know? I gotta read this. Yeah, it's it more swashbuckling. For the record, my favorite character in the X-Men arcade game was Nightcrawler. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I remember being so ecstatic for that, that game to come out because it had never come to a system, and then we all got it for oh, yeah. Xbox, and we <laughs> played it for a night, and then that was it. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, and I was the Johnny come lately who was like, oh, I can't be on, I'll be on tomorrow. And I was like, We're all done. got on by myself. And <laughs> like, anybody else? And they're like, no, nah, dude, we beat it in like four minutes. We're, you know, <laughs> we have lives. Unlimited yeah. continues. Uh, it's always that way. What's the, what's the only one left? I think the Spider-Man one. Whichever yeah. one had Venom on a tractor trailer. Was that the Spider-Man game? What? Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Uh, Doesn't sound like you remember it. Did the Avengers one come out? No, no, no. Yeah. Really? I'm pretty sure that one. Is it out? Like like the arcades? Hawkeye was the main Maybe I'm thinking of of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I think you are. I think you are thinking of Venom was in that. He was in the Turtles trailer in that. Crossover. And we totally got sidetracked. We did. Sarah, what are you reading this week? I can't wait to talk about it. Another Xbox? No? This week, I'm actually reading an original graphic novel, the uh, the timely Batman Noel 
by mm. Lee Bermejo, uh, writing and drawing uh, with letters by the very, very fabulous uh, Todd Klein. Mm. This is um, classic a letters. On the, yeah, uh, it's great stuff. That might be the first time someone got a letters compliment on Paper King. That's true. Todd Klein is he's, a man. He's legendary. Listen, I'm not disputing it. I'm, I'm just, just saying. You know, I mean, there are, putting there are out a milestone. He, he did the Sandman stuff that you guys love so much. <laughs> <laughs> Based on the covers alone, Sandman, <laughs> Sandman gets a lot of hate on the show. I'm not sure why. Yeah, uh, I'm I think not really sure how we got to hate the covers. <laughs> okay, thank you. So this book had been uh, previewed in a lot of the DC books um, for the past couple of months, and Everyone. reading the previews, it really didn't do anything for me. I just I didn't really get into it, but um, they ignored me more than anything because they were in like every book. That is for like a overkill month. is it's definitely. Just, like, um, I'm tired yeah. of this. Uh, a problem with uh, the ads, but um, I, I picked it up. I figured I would check it out. It's the Christmas time, and it is an adaptation of um, Charles Dickens. Uh, you know, a Christmas Carol. Carol, really? Yeah. That story. It's a Batman Christmas Carol story. It's, it's yeah. so. It's so. Um, Christmas Carol. Really, really cool. Um, it's an original graphic novel that follows um, Uncle Scrooge. It it follows Scrooge. But as after you get a f- the first few pages into the book, you I mean you have the typical um, Bob Cratchit and his boss Scrooge is always involved with money, and that's all he cares about. And he's making the poor dude work on Christmas and little Timmy, and you know all the the Tiny typical Timmy. trimmings. Um, but you find out that um, Bob is actually running an errand, and he has to do a drop basically for his boss for Scrooge, and Drugs. he 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 does this drop, and then in exchange gets. Snow. Uh, a box. White Christmas. It, 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 pretty much. Um, and Batman intervenes and, and says, who did who did you give that package to? Where Where is he? I, I, I need to know. And he kind of attacks um, uh, uh, Bob Crane as being the... Bob Cratchit. Thank you. Bob, <laughs> you know Bob Crane, wrong. the infamous... <laughs> I like where the story's going. <laughs> as the... Uh, as as one of the bad guys because he's doing the the work in between he's uh he's the messenger and if he's the messenger um he's just as bad as the person that he's doing the messaging for um and a, a few more pages in you start to realize that as um you're describing Scrooge and Scrooge's um distance from humanity and how he is uh only involved with his work and he's only involved with himself but he didn't he didn't always used to be that way um, you start to realize that they're actually talking about Batman as being mm. Scrooge. Whoa! Uh, it's and I, I I tried to read it again, and I don't know if I'm missing just a little bit of something. So anyone um, that's read it, please write in and and uh, and chime in on your thoughts on Noel. But you start to see how Batman has become this very crotchety character, and uh, but he wasn't always that way. So he's visited by the three ghosts, and uh, he goes into the um, into the past and remembers when he was. Um, a youthful, uh, more free spirit, and how he didn't always used to be the way that he has become. And you start to see, um, you know, the Christmas, not really, it's not really about the Christmas times, you know, that, that happened, but about the present and where his future will, will be if he becomes um, the person that he's on the path to becoming. Were, were, the, ghost, were the ghost Batman characters? Or were they... um, yes. Um, we had Catwoman as, uh, as the past, remembering when... Um, um, bef- um, they slept with each other, probably. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a clean story. Yeah. Um, but it's the youth and the lightfulness of the playfulness of when he used to chase her around, and uh, and it was almost more fun. But in the current um, time, 
he's chasing after her and saying, look, I'm tired of this game. Like we need someone's going to live or die tonight. And if, if it's because of you, I'm coming after you. And she's like, dude, what what happened to you? Where what a jerk? Yeah. What did you co- what yeah. happened? Guys um, mean. Mm-hmm. Superman is the uh, the Christmas present. Um, the beautiful, uh, just stunning warmth of when Superman comes down and he has that the 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 big Boy Scout cheer of of what things could be and how um, the other side of, of looking at uh, the the dismal life that that um, Batman has sort of ingrained himself in. Um, Did, was he wearing the red underwear in this or no? He was. Hmm. Interesting. It doesn't really have to be a continuity story though. It's it's just its own. It's timeless. It's timeless. Timeless. Timeless, timeless tale. Um, who was the um, future ghost of the the the, the voiceless uh, future is uh, is the old foe, the number one foe, Joker. That would be the one. <sighs> the called one it, wow. called it right now. You Man, you're, you're like the world's greatest detective. With, I really am. You yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's a it's a fascinating story, and it is definitely. Um, I'm glad that I picked it up. Uh, the art is just all over the place. There's panels popping out of panels, and mm. um, very dynamic. Um, and what I really love is how the the story begins and ends. That in order for the story to make sense and for it to mean anything, you have to believe in something something very important. You have to believe that people can change. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the positive change that even after years of programming, after being beaten down and, and coming into um, a person that maybe you don't want to be, there still is the ability for people to overcome what, uh, you know, where, where they've been. And um, it's scary to face that change. And it's kind of a reminder to all of us that we've all changed who we are um, from who we were in, in some ways, good or bad. And if you start to look back and think of, I wish times were simpler. I wish it, you know, was easier then. Well, maybe you can change yourself if you allow yourself to be guided in that way by other people. So it's just um really really positive book. Um I highly mm-hmm. recommend it. It's a great um Christmas present for anybody that enjoys uh you know the Charles Dickens aspect. Um Batman readers, you know, young and old would very much um appreciate this. I, mean, I think that's appropriate. It's a, it's a timeless tale. Um Good. I like it. Lee Barmejo. I had no uh-huh. idea there was the Christmas Carol. Yeah. No. Angle. I that hope, intrigues me. I hope it's better than that Joker book he did. How's it right? is Batman come out though? You can, bat, these teen kids aren't going to buy a, a, a better Batman, a more happy Batman He's that throws the coins out for the young kid to go well, buy he the. Did the cry at the end of goose. Flashpoint? Remember that? He, he like wept. He did. Yeah. Did he weep at the end of this? I believe he wept. I saw it. There you go. But no, he doesn't come out being the chipper, you know, clicking your heels and buying Christmas turkey, but he has a little bit of the redemption and the, uh, maybe he doesn't have to be quite the, the shut in, the, the, um, just um, brooding, brooding and sullen and, and, you know, dark person that, you know, for, for another dark play night, on that. maybe. Yeah. You right. know, yeah. doesn't um, have to be the dark night. It can just be a night. Christmas yeah. night. It doesn't have to be the, the sad, you know, Christmas miserable, dismal, crotchety old shut in he could actually how many pages was this one this one was one two maybe it did it i guess it was it only the hardcover it's only hardcover it's 23 bucks um it's like maybe two three four issue 
But it wasn't. It was an OGN, so it wasn't. Oh, that's right. But yeah, I'd say probably yeah. about four issues. Yeah, I'm looking yeah. at the thickness. Kind of looks like yeah. Gage usually do look at that. Yeah. He he can size sum it up. up some girth pretty yeah. well. <laughs> it's a nice book. I'm another uh, another touch. Disgusted. I just want to add when they go into the uh, the different time periods, the um, the costumes on the characters reflect those time periods as well. So when you're uh, in the past, you see like the more vintage, um, you know, the classic uh, Batman as opposed to the more uh, geared up in uh, guerrilla, you know, warfare. Kind of right. Kind of Got little Batman heads for knee pads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Silliness. Batman Noel. Huh. Might have to check it out. I'm interested. Now. Jonesy loves beer. What are you reading right beer now? Beer Mayo. <laughs> <laughs> Superman issue three. Going to subtitle this issue Emotional Reversal. Right. Okay. So, you know, Perez. Tell us why. On the writing, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, you got Nicola Scott and big Trevor hub- Scott. Nicola. Big hubbub on her on the art. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. and big let hubbub. me tell you, cover draws me right in. Superman's cape has got uh, the the golden S is now like this dark, you know, plain black penciled S. Oh, very edgy. He's got some kind of red butt piping. It's a sweet butt a shot. Yeah, butt piping. <laughs> And I'm like, all right, all right, all right. I'm, I do like I'm, butt piping. <laughs> I'm, I'm in. You got, you, know? you got me there. Page you got one. Me there. <laughs> Page one. Superman flies to you know graveyard. Both his parents are dead. A spoiler. No. Who knew? This is a new darker fifty-two. Boom. Page two. Uh, Action comics flashback. Yeah. Oh, that's a lot of that's a lot of words on one page. I say to myself as I'm reading. Page three. Oh man, page four. Jeez, five, six. There's so much dialogue. I literally skipped twelve pages wow. in a row. There you go. And then at the end, I was like, "Oh, Superman's on a cell phone." That doesn't seem very comic book and cool. And then I literally like closed. I bought it on the comics app, and I literally just got like fourteen pages in, and I was like, "All right." It it almost brought me back to the moment where I wanted to throw out my comic where he became Electric Blue. God, that Remember? bad? Get out yeah, of here. Yeah, like I was God. I was like, Electric Blue Superman. What? What is this? The and butt then piping I, didn't even save it for that you? butt pipe, you know what? They roped me in with that butt piping. Oh, it's like man. they took that butt pipe, they made it into a lasso <laughs> and roped me in with it. <laughs> I read, I, I read <laughs> it, <laughs> but uh, I thought the story is okay where there's like mysterious creatures that may be connected to Krypton that are coming back and hurting the people he loves so he feels that it's his fault um perez's writing is very 80s and i can't get into it anymore there's some some wacky one-liners some that old man writing it feels like dialogue from lois and clark the new adventures of superman (laughs) like did he just copy and paste old scripts i gotta know (laughs) i mean i i can't imagine like there were there there wasn't another writer that wanted to do a relaunch (laughs) superman that they would have offered to or maybe they also the butt piping were like. Eh. Did you enjoy any of the story that you read, though? Sounds like you read like two pages. Uh, I, the only thing I liked was the parts like where ran over his iPad and with his car. <laughs> and did where, you read any prior issues? Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, I've, I've, I've I've caught up with it. Them or? Uh, and you know, I've I've had like a lukewarm feeling. I did like um, the more edgier Superman consequences, where like people actually turned into ice and it's a little more fatal as opposed yeah, to like was... them just being like you know the oh they're frozen but a little blast on my heat vision 
and it'll be back to normal. Like, there was real consequences in this issue, and I like well, that, but it's one, just... The one part that I didn't like, it's almost the opposite of what you said about consequences, because there's one scene where the whole Daily Planet is, you know, encased in ice, and then the people in there are encased in ice, and he, he uses his X-ray vision to see, like, their entire body is ice. Like, they're, they're inside, so they're, they're pretty much dead. The but he souls. defeats he defeats the villain and then you know like like they're all fine you know their their ice status is that reversed. That could actually happen though. I mean, with uh, Cap, you know, Bucky being frozen for all that time. I mean, like it's real. It, it it made it seem like you know the their Plausible. blood was ice, but like everything inside of them was ice. There was no skin yeah. left or whatever. Like Simon Phoenix Plausible. ice. This is like you know what, but like Batman Odyssey level dialogue Ooh. intros. Oh my god! Uh, like I just so bad writing as well as just. Prolific. Look, I'm not like I don't. It's not like I I'm want to storm watch Perez, but <laughs> that's I just, true. I that's, couldn't get into it. That's for the but deepest, the butt darkest. Pipe, I was so disappointed. <laughs> butt we need to move on from the butt dead. piping right butt now. Butt piping. Parents are dead. I'm in. Isn't Superman afraid of? It? I mean, cell phones nowadays they can triangulate. They triangulate a cell phone. They equate it to the uh, SIM card. Yeah, they know who he thing. is. He's got the only flip phone in Metropolis. Yeah. So, oh. you know, and he flies <laughs> off with the phone out. Like, I just saw Clark Kent with that thing, you know? <laughs> it's just yeah. why. Does he get service when he flies up that high? Uh, oh, that is a good point. This is depressing. We need to. I don't I'm know. Sorry. You know, I brought the show down. This I'm sorry. Too, didn't you have any good books to talk about? Uh, no. He's got, we got to talk about the good <laughs> and the bad. Slim. We are going to talk about Uncanny X Men right now. Oh, yeah. It's on your list. Kieran so. Gillen. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a Brit or. A Euro, you know, whatever you want to call those folks, foreigners. <laughs> he uh, He's writing the relaunch, you know, they're dealing with Mr. Sinister. You yeah. Know, he's like this Victorian, yeah. flamboyant, dress, well-dressed man. Dapper man. He's, he's very dapper. dapper. He's, he's a dapper, dapper man, yeah. and he has returned. And Somehow. so, so they're, they're dealing with, like, these, um, I don't even know. There's nobody does. I'm so annoyed. To uh, Uncanny X Men has Juggernaut. Juggernaut is some kind. Uh, I mean Colossus. Colossus has the the this the Sidorak stone, yep. so he has the helmet. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't powerful enough before, so he's got to use the Juggernaut helmet on himself. Right now, um, who knows how he's gotten a lot gotten by this long without <laughs> using it? Yeah, he's like he just been, he's, been, he's been lucky for forty years. I guess. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> So there, I now I can't remember what the character. Who else is reading Uncanny? Are you uh, sort of sort of? Who yeah. are the beings in the Celestials? That's Celestials, who they're called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Celestials, for a new reader like myself, they've they one has has been rooted in this area and is about to wreak havoc if it you know has its way. I have no idea what the Celestials are, nor do I care. But they they do a hard. It's a hard. They do a bad job of making you yeah care. yeah so mr sinister is you know giving his bad guy speech for the majority of this uh, uh issue and there's some kind of buzzwords thrown around to make it sound cooler and then he gets killed but it then is revealed that he is cl- you know he has the ability to clone himself and his consciousness into other mr sinisters around this town because he created like a sinister town is, with all these people he is legion yeah exactly yeah. oh yeah just uh, plus, I, I think I'm just done with any books with Cyclops as the main character, yeah. or Emma. I'm just kind of done with the, their two, those two, the, that dynamic between those two. Yeah, that's uh, not for me anymore. And that's and that's what sucks. I started to bring up like I want to collect 
the the flagship Uncanny X-Men. I feel the impulsive OCD need to because it's a new number one. I can start and I can get the whole run and it'll be Uncanny X-Men, the title of my childhood and stuff. But, but it's I re- not. It's not the title of your childhood. The, you're right. You're right. The past is my childhood. Yeah. But the title, I want to have like the... I want to say I have like this new run of Uncanny X-Men, but I just don't... Ha- I don't know if I can. It's just it, not it good. It seems weird to me that Uncanny X-Force is just so much better than all the other X-Books, mm-hmm. like including X-Men Legacy and... Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I see it a lot, and we saw it a lot with the new DC-52 that people want to collect Action Comics number one. It's like, but, but it's not Action Comics number one. It's not the I had the same with the t- Detective Comics number one. Yeah. That did it, and Dale, I, I will say to you, I would encourage you personally, me, Sarah, as a friend, mm. do not buy that book from me. <laughs> like I would, I, yeah. I, I think that buy Batman instead. But, but there Batman are so many other good. books to read, and I think that's where people get caught up. It's like, oh, the numbering is going to change, and it's never going to be the same. Well, do you do you care about the numbering and a title for the right. words that those letters make up, or do you care about a that's the good problem story? No, I feel you like care I about need st- to. No, don't. I know. But you feel I know. like that's wrong too. It's an intervention. And that's why you're feeling like this. Is because you yeah. know that it's you're doing it just because and not really because you why would you buy a title that you don't like? Just give one candy to Jason Aaron. I mean, come on. Remender. <laughs> or Remender. I'm going to be honest with this this podcast for 35 issues to build up to this intervention now on Paper Cake 36. Dun, 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 dun. We got you. <laughs> We're here for you. Yeah. But, uh, don't, yeah, don't it's so weird up. how Wolverine and the X-Men are is so good. And Uncanny X-Men, you'd think they want to start with something really amazing. And maybe that's what Marvel thinks over there, their bad attitudes. Oh, maybe you know they what? think this is I read awesome. that uh, Astonishing X-Men, too. The one with him and Storm on the cover making, making out. out. Oh, oh, yeah. That's a weird that? book, too. Oh, the, uh, <laughs> yeah. Why does yeah. that book exist? Anymore? I don't. I don't know. It's 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 a, it's a mess. There, that the ending to that was very confusing. You know, it's like an alternate dimension version of Storm and other characters. So now they're going to be going into kind of like a, an Age of Apocalypse type universe. Just, but just, isn't that just how the book started? Uncanny X Force. <laughs> just, okay. just read that. Yeah. So go back and to Wolverine and the X Men. Mm-hmm. What what gets me is that instead of starting the book and looking at what just happened and that Cyclops and Wolverine broke up and that now there's a new thing and they're in a different place and lost half their team. They're not focusing on why there is now a new uncanny X-Men. They just kind of throw it right into here's the next plot device to to move mm-hmm. it along. Yeah. Here's the next thing instead of exploring what actually is happening with the people and now that they're they're all apparently these warrior soldiers and that's their job. And I I feel like to continue with the reason for schism would be to continue with why we're doing what we're doing and maybe approach it from a different aspect but it felt very limp to just start out with another yeah. bad guy right up your alley Adele. yeah yeah that's, right. that's it <laughs> woman of my own heart right we there we might have to skip uh, lightning round this week you no, know you can't, yeah. can't. You let's make it fast let's make it fast alright one All sentence right. We will go through lightning round one sentence or less a book that you've <laughs> read. Dale underscore a. Do you have a book that you would like to lightning round all over per plus? <laughs> yes, it's a shampoo and conditioner in one. Uh, you just gotta let it sit in there for a while. Fast. 
Rachel <laughs> Rising. One sentence. Um, a horror book that is quickly becoming. It's my favorite. One sentence. <laughs> really having trouble with one sentence here, people. That's it. Read, read Rachel Rising. <laughs> Your lightning rounds are always the best. <laughs> That's it. That's it. I, I, That's one it. sentence. I'm sticking to the rules. Titus. Um, I read. Uh, I'm do Batman Black Mirror. That was the uh, Scott oh. Snyder and mm. Jock and Frank Avello mm. run on a uh, on Batman on, mm. on Detective. That's a great mm. sentence, honey. Good job. Um, was that the entire? <laughs> Run? That's the entire that, run. is like 11 issues. I do think that might have um, been a sentence, but we'll let it ride. One of the best Batman stories ever written. Man. Mm. Was that Slim or Jock on the, uh, the the drawing of that book? Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> Loose comparisons. Nah, Twitter. <laughs> Twitter. I get it. 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 Don't. Sarah Titus, lightning round. Read Gunther, all ages, the bear riding cowboy. Who doesn't love it? I loved it. Jonesy loves bear. I totally just blanked on my life. I took his book. That's one sentence. <laughs> now here, we, oh, I got it. I got it back. Castle, the TV oh. show tie-in oh, by Brian God. Michael Bendis. No way. <laughs> Why didn't any of you so-called friends break into my house and stop me from downloading? <laughs> <laughs> We thought you would have stopped yourself by reading the uh, back of every Marvel comic the past Fast six months. I couldn't help it. <laughs> Ultimates number four. Ooh. Where is Captain America? Mm. Question mark. Yep. Right. Agreed. We need to get our book club right now. That's what we do. You know? It's this segment. There's book more? club. There is more. There is more. Book club. Mystery Society. I have no notes. That's all right. I'm going to wing it. Jonesy's just going to do all our notes. I read it on the ride over. We never do <laughs> notes anymore. We, we were so studious when we first started making notes. Uh, who wants to give a little synopsis? Jonesy, you you loved every bit of this book. Is that right? I did. I did love uh, Mystery Society. Mystery Society is, uh, I want to call it like a a fun yeah, you're poor right. man's planetary. Hmm. It's about a young couple it's who... Thanks. That's Dale. not flattering at all. Are, are you? Are, do you want to do you know the description button? Just, go, you know, just do friend? it. Just do it. So anyway, the this couple uh, wins the lottery and decides in a truly comic book fashion that they're going to use this money and resources to form this globe trotting mystery team society. Society, if you will, uh, that will just you know put the truth out there and discover all these neat things and. It's got this great cast of characters. My favorite, of course, being uh, the Secret Skull, who is a like young maladjusted ghoul who just is looking for a place in life. So she comes to the Mystery Society, and the detached brain of Jules Verne that has been love, implanted into it. this loved giant, it, loved it, loved it, like uh, almost atomic robo type robot, butt rockets, and uh, <laughs> yeah, butt rockets. And actually, I love Mystery Society all the way from their not origin. Of course, the character themselves is origin stories, boring, but their debut yeah. story. And uh, but I thought you could have just thrown out the bookends and just released 
every page of Secret Skull and Jules Verne together. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And that would have been the best book I've ever I read would, in my entire yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. I would get a book just with those two and their hijinks. Yeah, I would just... How about where wasn't the scarf is, super secret skull scarf yeah. always in Jules Verne's face? Isn't there a secret skull book? Was there a spin? I don't book? know. I don't. I remember I don't know. seeing a secret skull book before. I, I, I never knew it was attached that would to be awesome really? society until I just read it. Hmm. Just them on yeah. that that tandem motorcycle yeah. with the sidecar and the mm-hmm. and the secret skulls facial expressions there's not much there but when they are like there's eyes staring plus it was i thought it was odd but great where you're introduced to these characters in one issue and then the next issue they're already off on their own little mission yeah those two Mm -hmm. where you know uh, just it was such a so left field that they would already become a b story but it was great i thought and it was plus burn jules little little robot hands (laughs) Jules, jules verne reminded me of the uh what is that? TikTok? Have you ever seen Return to Oz? Have you ever saw that yes. movie? Yes. Yep. He reminded me of TikTok a, a lot. And he's also so funny novel. because he's very, uh, very cumbersome. And he's not, he doesn't, he speaks. That's what he does. And he's got butt rockets. <laughs> yeah, they're like, the butt do, rockets. He's, got, he's in a little sidecar the, yep. uh, <laughs> on the motorcycle. What was the, the, the scene Comic-Con. where they go to uh, ask the questions of the guy that reported the missing skull? What was that guy's name? Culprit. His last name was was Culprit. Yep. uh, But that scene where Jules Verne's uh, brain, you know, they they sit down, but he sees the chair. And, like, the conversation is happening in the the foreground. But in the background, you see him, like, seeing the chair and kind of (laughs) maneuvering, trying to sit down. How do I do this? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And um, who was the artist? Uh, Fiona Staples. Fiona Staples. Fiona Staples. Fantastic! What else? What else has she Amazing. done that I've never seen before? Has she ever done another title? She should be on everything. Yeah. Ever. No, nothing really that huge. Buffy covers. Oh God! Maybe it's Fiona Avery. I'm not sure. Apple. Who's, who is doing she, the Brian Wood Conan book? It's not her, is it? Becky Cloonan. Becky Cloonan. Okay. Brian K. Vaughn, though. Yeah. Conan. Yes, that's where I saw whenever, her name whenever before. That, whenever that that's comes like two out. years from yeah. now. Whenever knows, that comes out. They announced it in like June or yeah, something. Yeah. There's been no other information about it. The uh, the the team dynamic in this I thought was fantastic. I, I I'm not used to reading anything Steve Niles that's not about someone that's dead that's brought back. Yeah, to it life. was it was really fun. It was it was light. It was fun. Yeah, great. I wish I and I saw him tweet like last week. He said I think he said like fans of Mystery Society, you'll be very excited for 2012. Really? So I think oh, there's cool. gonna be more. Yeah, that's uh. So Nick Mystery. And Anastasia Mystery Anastasia. are the uh, two heads of the Mystery Society. And uh, Nick Mystery in the first issue breaks into Area 51. And Slim, you talked about this, actually, because you just started reading it for a roundtable a couple issues episodes ago. And uh, he breaks in to bust out these two twins who've been experimented on and things like that. So the twins are these young girls, and they join the team, too. And... Uh, they're very new. They're from the 60s, so they don't know what TV is. They think it's a movie theater in your house mm-hmm. and and uh, and uh, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, they, they're brought back, and then you you are introduced to this. Is it the secret skull? Yeah. The secret yes, skull. Yeah. The ghoul. The ghoul. <laughs> what was your description? <laughs> the maligned? I don't it's know. just like this maladjusted. Yeah, maladjusted like, ghoul. Kind of like the teenage girl that, like, the Daria of the comic book world <laughs> yeah. were like, like she's had a totally fair life, but it's just been like it's just like 
I need some friends. Like every time, like well, she's it, dead. In every I mean, in every panel, she's a ghoul. I I imagine this was after everything she said. <sighs> you know, like she said something that yeah. was just this great side. I loved it. I yeah, loved they're they're it like there's every character I think really pops off the page. Like the general character that is after Nick uh, in the base. Mm-hmm. You know that starts the chain of events where he's you know uh, on the run and going to be arrested for, for you know for like murdering two guards and shooting him um and then the guy's son his son was great too yeah. Yeah. he has some great lines yeah the son has a vendetta against them for tracking them down and and then it did something that i usually don't like in comics where it it um starts off in an area but then it goes into flashbacks yeah, yeah. like i usually hate that in comics but i i liked it in this one they, and it was well, it was good because it was like the first issue and the last issue, so it wasn't kind of yeah. in and out. It was uh, in the beginning of the the, the entire run. Nick Mystery's going to jail. And here's the story why you know Nick Mystery's going to kind of uh, relay to you what happened, and and then they come back around to that point at the end. And Nick Mystery was framed obviously for murder because he was busting in to uh, get these two twins out of Area 51, and he ends up. Uh, breaking the hip of some old general and that obviously the government doesn't like that and the, the fact that that's happened at all so uh he shoots the uh, general shoots himself and then they right, kind right of the legs. they kind of superimpose nick right. mystery into Spoilers. it a la the running man and uh the <laughs> butcher of bakersfield netflix <laughs> the butcher of bakersfield nick mystery and uh and then they, he's framed for murder so he's his priority number 1 is to get the rest of the team into a uh, safe zone, and uh, Nick Mystery's going to jail on purpose. The and girls have a, a bit of a mystery about themselves too. That's right. Yeah, I thought I wasn't. I'm not sure if I li- I loved the reveal for their mystery. I don't know. They kind of build it through a few issues where it was going to be bigger, yeah, but then I thought it was, was kind of more to it. Yeah. Yeah, like the the it, she you know the split the atom and maybe maybe there's something more to yeah. it. Is there more Mystery Society? Is there another volume? There's uh, Steve Niles. May, makes it sound like there's more coming, but this is the only volume that I know that's out. I will say this is the only potential negative about this book, and there are very few. Um, I did feel like this is one of those few um, limited series that the journey is much more fun than the ending. Mm. And I would say like the first 70% of this book is maybe some of the greatest comics that I've read in recent memory. And then it just felt like the ending didn't quite fit how big and fun mm-hmm. the pathway yeah. to get there was. Went out with a whimper. Yeah, so I don't know if... It's it, like he had the idea for the main story and had to figure out, okay, how do I like get, get a vessel for this? It really... It, this is how it came off to me. It, it felt like he had a much bigger ending plan, but because this did so well in single issues, mm-hmm. he's like, oh, I can totally milk this for more. So he gave us this kind of like, you know, like crossed out and chalked back in ending Mm -hmm. that fit the story, but it didn't fit like the pacing and energy of the book. Mm -hmm. Anyone else get that feeling? Yeah. Like I think even if in in the car ride over, uh, Slim and I were talking about it because I was like, even I was like, remind me of what the ending was again? Because of all the moments like in my notes of this book are all the ones that, you know, getting up to the ending. And I was like, wait, how did it end? So, I mean, it just... And it felt like it should have been like an ending where I was like, you know, everything was so over the top and this book is great. But, man, didn't that ending just turn everything upside down? 
but I can't yeah. say that. I did like you know? when, when she jumped in front of the bullet. Yeah, at the end yeah. too. And she had, and she did. Uh. Yep. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I uh, Mandy Boo uh, tweeted about it too. Right after I started, I downloaded the first issue, and she she gave it a high recommendation. And there's the last page. I love it. Yeah, the last page they have Poe's skull around the table, and uh, yeah. they're gonna light this candle and see what uh, Poe's skull does in the dark. <laughs> see what it's all and about. That's how Wesley right. starts reciting the Raven. Adorable, adorable Jules Verne brain yep. robot body. <laughs> I feel like, the table. would it be great if the pinouts of him were like, he had his little robot hands on his chin, <laughs> yeah. and his feet were like kicking up behind him. <laughs> like, <laughs> they should, Cheesecake poses. Yeah, they should do those. <laughs> yeah. They should do those pinups maybe in the next volume, I think. Fiona Staples, though. I mean, wow, I'm a yeah, huge fan it. now. Oh, it's, my God, yeah. And, it was, and Steve Niles, too. It, like you said, it's mostly like, Horror or criminal macabre with the with what's his name? Machava with the what's his name? Cal McDonald. Yeah. So this was an, it was fun. You might but still had that horror element to it. But I thought it was it was really fantastic. But Fiona Staples. I mean, the back of the book has these uh, the the one pages and stuff that covers amazing yeah, without logos. This so is my good. the one is my favorite where uh, Secret Skull and Jules Verne are hovering around Poe's tombstone and then in the culprits in the back holding post skull up it's like scooby-doo-ish mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah it's good it's this good is just one of those gems yeah that you know that like it, it would have you could have gone your whole life without knowing it was out there but you're like you're like thank god so would recommend this to me because i'm really glad that i've read it yeah i agree i agree Jonesy loves right. thank you thank you thank you we got your letters I'm gonna open them up. Farrington's gonna read them to you. Mark Farrington, still RIP. We love you, Mark. No one knows if Mark will ever return to this show. He's trapped in time. He, he is. <laughs> Never to return. Tune in next week. You know, Mark Farrington, former DC historian, now mega TV star. Letters at papercake.com. We want your letters. Send them in. What we got? I'll start with a short one first. Hey, dudes. Hey. What's hey, the you. status on shirts? Double XL, please. From Jeff and Peoria. We do always forget about shirts. Yeah, it's uh, I something. I think on. I've heard rumor about a craft homemade shirt out there somewhere in the wild. Is that Chris Egan's shirt? Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, uh-huh. it exists, but I don't know if he's ever taken a picture of it. I don't know if he got any money for it, though, because it is a fan-made. It's probably like those made sh- shirts you get at comic shops, you know? Yeah. Like the, the back lifts up. like it's been on a hanger. Yep. Cheap shirts, you know? Uh, maybe. About maybe one of these days. Chintzy. I mean, our first uh, our first time we went to a con, it was like pretty much the worst experience ever. So <laughs> we don't think anybody would have bought a shirt there. <laughs> That was they would have used them as dish rags. So uh, that was maybe yeah. that was Ramadacon. Maybe yeah. if there, there was ever a demand, I would have bought one. The post show was fun oh, though. Cool. Yeah, yeah. We yeah, met some cool people yeah. at that Ramadacon. They became our yeah. official sponsors. Yeah, mm-hmm. we met some new friends too. We did. <laughs> All thanks for doing the podcast. I love it. Do you think digital piracy is really contributing to the downturn? I always thought those pirates weren't doing. I always thought those pirates weren't doing, <laughs> weren't doing it. This no grammatical sense, but uh, 
I'll just sum up. I always thought they were doing it because they want people to buy their scans anyway. Uh, what do the actual comic shop owners have to say about piracy from Andrew in Philadelphia? What is the actual question? The question is, uh, he kind of says, you know, digital comics piracy he thought was pretty harmless. And he always thought that digital comic pirates were boosting, trying to boost print comic sales oh. by saying, if you liked it so much, you know, go to your shop and buy it. No, I'm, I'm pretty sure there are people that, that wouldn't come to the shop anyway yeah. that are pirating this, this stuff. I mean, I don't think our customers are really pirating stuff and or dro- like, dropping their books because of it, you know, right, like the subscription lists. The or, people that are downloading books probably wouldn't have bought that comic book yeah, in, a, in a shop ex- anyway. Exactly. Yeah, you've exactly. probably never seen them in the store before. If anything, I think, like, Comics Allergy is losing money, probably, but we're probably yeah. not. Thanks for yeah, rubbing my face. Maybe Sorry. at this point. Hey. Yeah. Uh, this Slim. one <laughs> comes from a letter writer extraordinaire, our friend Don Garvey. Garvey. Don Garvey. Uh, I think from past episodes, each of you have mentioned taking a break from comics at one point or another in your life. When did this happen? For how long? And why? Yeah, I saw this coming. I think I'd be curious to know if your esteemed guests have ever had that experience. Great question. Yeah, this is a great yeah. question. Yep. I did. I'll admit it. Yeah? What was the um, reason? It was probably in the 90s when it was all shiny covers and... Rob Liefeld. Rob Liefeld. And Feet. I just, I don't know, I kind of drifted away from it. Amazing Spider-Man 200. Um, I'm not even sure what really got me, got me back. Um, I, I, I think the one of the main things that got me back was, it was probably like Brian Woods Channel Zero. When I when I read that for the first time, I was just kind of really impressed with it, and it kind of re- reminded me that that comics were more more than just you know shiny covers and Rob Liefeld, hmm. and uh, kind of drew me back in. And I started trying to find things similar to that, and trying to find that content again, you know, that, that I, I kind of forgot about and <laughs> and missed. So yeah. Well, speaking for uh, the many customers that we have that come in um, as lapsed readers, um, for a lot of people, it is a uh, not usually by choice, but because of uh, financial situations or uh, getting married, having kids, and just not really having the time for the leisure. Um, it is this is not a, a uh, you know crucial industry. It's not food. It's not clothing. It's not uh, shelter. Mm-hmm. So this is uh, one of the things that takes a back seat for people, and they usually come back when the the times have changed, when they've gotten a job or kids have grown up. Um, so it's it's usually. Um, you know, for most people that we see is um, just the feasibility of it. I think if comics were free and time was unending, there uh, there wouldn't be a drop-off for as many people. Hmm. Nice. Do you, do you yeah. remember why you... Uh, did you ever stop? I lapsed... Uh, tw- uh, like, I, w- I would say I had two big lapses. Uh, one was, um, I guess, from, like, age 12 to, like, 7 or 18 till I picked up that first traded planetary in your basement like 12 years ago and I knew I was back in and then uh, yeah (laughs) drink Drink. and then I lapsed again when I turned 21 I got a job at um, you discovered alcohol yeah I discovered booze and I discovered working for a living and then uh, a real job I think uh, I got back in maybe like a couple months before the comics podcast and then just went hardcore into rediscovering everything I'd missed over like six years yeah. But now it's one of those things where I don't think I could. I'm so in it now. I don't think I could ever lapse again. Does that make sense? I'm just. Well, I, I think at this point you're. It's probably because you're pretty established as far as where you are in life. Yeah. I mean, you know, and you 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 can always make time for it now. Poss- you know, just by 
a couple issues or whatever. That's probably you know we're all men now. <laughs> yeah, you know, older. Some of us are fathers. You know, I yeah. think I I can't remember why I left, but I think the Ultimate X Men brought me back in. Not Ultimate Spider Man. I never read Ultimate Spider Man. Mm-hmm. But I was I always loved uh, Ultimate X Men. We you know the Cubert. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and yeah. the Miller before yeah. we went kind of nutty. Yeah. And for me, it was uh, I lap I left comics probably because availability. It was you know right on the the edge of that bubble there, and uh, the last standing comic shop in my area, EJ Toys and Comics, um, closed up, and uh, that was it. I really I didn't have any means. I didn't know where a comic shop was, so I kind of dropped off. And then maybe when o two o three around Walking Dead number one is kind of like when I knew about a comic shop in uh, a little further away and then I started driving out there like every Saturday morning it was my zen moment it was just me driving to the uh, comic the shop it might, have been, road. it might have been 30 40 miles away at that time but uh, <clears throat> I got back into it and then I got back into it so much that I started uh, spending too much money on it so then I had to just cold turkey it and cut off completely nice. and uh, around the, around the uh, comics podcast before that when Slim was doing a show called the Nerdcast, I was kind of I kind of got back into it because of that. Yeah, back Again. in the day. Back in the day. Now, one last letter from a uh, friend of the show and you know personal guy of my heart, Chris Miranda twenty four. Mm. Don't hear enough from this guy. Yeah, where's he been on Twitter? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Hey, keggers. I think, hey. He, I think he means us. As always, you guys are as hilarious as you are surprisingly insightful. And I'm not sure if that's a compliment or not. <laughs> now, Surprisingly, yeah. This may just be a, co- a case of having difficulty separating the forest from the trees, but does it seem like Marvel and DC have really switched creative roles as of late? Right now, DC seems to be putting out a few fantastic titles like Swamp Thing, Animal Man, OMAC, Justice League Dark, and even Batman that truly seem to be tapping into creator-owned creativity to put out original stories that really stand out. Across the street, Marvel seems to be putting out a few fantastic titles like Wolverine the X-Men, Incredible Hulk, Avenging Spider-Man that really seem to be tapping into traditional superhero storytelling to put out fun and exciting stories that I would hand to any 12-year-old. So, is it just me, or have DC and Marvel switched creative roles? Also, please send an invite for when Farrington and Jonesy hold their commitment ceremony. <laughs> what could be more beautiful than interracial love? You know those babies have gorgeous eyes. <laughs> have, awesome. have Marvel and DC switched? Yeah, that's a really interesting point that he brings up about the creator, creator-owned creator aspect of the storylines and stuff. And that's true with Animal Man especially. I and mean, that's just blows my mind with yeah. that could easily be a just creator own title oh, yeah yeah you know without so out the, there yeah exactly the artwork is just i love it I, I love it though yeah and i think with that i you know and that's it comes along with the new 52 i mean it really had an impact where they could showcase their, the marketing behind the new 52 was able to showcase it i mean these creative teams and these storylines may have been there even if they didn't relaunch, but with the marketing and the attention that all that brought, it just—I think—they're caught in a cyclone now, a cyclone of wind, if you call it. Yeah, yeah. And it's true with the Marvel stuff. I mean, it's you know a little more formulaic, a little more poopy, except for the Incredible Hawk, which is amazing. What about uh, Amazing My Spider-Man? Dan Slott. Those are your two top two, right? Huh? <laughs> I love it. 
Was that a Love callback it. from last episode <laughs> when somebody had a lozenge in their mouth for like that an was, hour? Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> what? What? I don't want to talk about. Who? What? Lozenge. Yeah. So that's uh, a, that was one of your favorite words, Aislinn. I lozenge is definitely one of my favorite words. I'm trying to remember what the other memorandum. Top. No, that wasn't one of them. Redacted. Redacted is a good word. I'm trying to remember. I have you know some great words that I love. You do. I'd throw image into the list. Uh, for the for the big uh, swaps, yeah, images, well, images up there. I think images at the top now. I think yeah. image. I don't know when it happened, or may, you guys may know, but they're they're showcase of creator owned stuff. It's may always been that way. Maybe my eyes are just opening to it now. I think it's hitting a lot heavier and a lot harder. Yeah, the the quality. They don't have the quantity of books that Marvel and DC have, but the the quality is just fantastic across the board. Which is funny because I. I think I read more image titles right. than DC yeah. and Marvel combined. I think I think my eyes are open to a lot more image titles because it may not be the number of titles published, but it's certainly the gamut. Yeah. It runs the gamut of creator-owned titles, and it's that's. I think image is really the top guy now, and I think when you think image, you think creator-owned. Yeah. What a show! Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think we should uh, thank our special guests. Absolutely, for sitting in. Thank you for having. Thanks us. for coming down, guys. Really, absolutely, it was fun. That was awesome. Not only do you have uh, your own comic shop, but you have the greatest URL in comic shop history. The greatest yeah. domain name. What comic is it? Book shop. What is it? What is it? Sir, comicbookshop.com. The the comicbookshop.com. The comicbookshop.com. You can't miss it. If you buy digital comics, why, why not just buy it from their, their store? Digital store we have it. You know? Do it. If you throw buy them, toys, throw them some cash. We have yeah. that too. You guys are on the eBay. We are. <laughs> you got to store everywhere. in Wilmington, Wilmington, Delaware. Bring your kids. Bring your girlfriends. Tax, treat them all nice. Tax free, right? Tax free shopping. Oh my god! Should right off ninety five. It's ridiculous. <laughs> we. Uh, ridiculous. And a killer new gastro pub coming across the street. Got to tell you. Oh Whoa. Ulysses. Paper cake meetup. Bruise. It's and called food. Ulysses. It's called Ulysses. Oh man, come on now. I can see it from my desk. Pretty yep. badass name. Uh, we'll see everybody next week. Maybe Mark will be back. Who knows? Doubtful. Uh, thanks for being here, everybody. See you. Thanks for having us, guys. Bye. Thank you. Last word. <laughs> <laughs>